And here we are at the Outpost podcast recording booth, uh, surrounded by some lovely early afternoon vibes. We've got some music playing from main stage in the background. We've got some afternoon sun and some heat rolling through. It's a, it's a beautiful environment. My name is Red Rainey. I'm here to obviously produce and host and be a facilitator of conversation. I'm joined by the creative powerhouse that is... I'm Marcus Colombano. I'm with Pineapple. We're a creative studio based out of San Francisco. And together, we're delighted to welcome to the picnic bench this time around, Mr. Eric Workman, founding member of Goal Zero, the family business that makes tremendous forward-thinking outdoor products that I know and love. And I, if I understand correctly, you're here to reconnect with the outdoor industry folk and to take a look at some new and exciting projects that could be in the pipeline in the future. Absolutely. Stoked to be here. My man. So, Eric, please, by all means, I'd love for you to introduce yourself. Who are you? You know, where do you come from? What is your connection to the outdoors and this industry? Yeah. Um, Eric Workman, um, kind of a third generation entrepreneur. Um, I grew up in a big family in Utah where there's a lot of outdoor industry there. And, you know, and like we just we didn't do family vacations to Disneyland. We went camping in the woods, you know, and that's. That's what you did. So the outdoor industry and outdoor life has always just been a big part of my life. It's just what I do. So um, that's just kind of what's natural for me. Um, but, uh, you know, my grandfather, he started up a business when he was younger and my dad got into it and really built it up. And then I had this unique opportunity, um, you know, after the military to go in and get an internship uh, with them and I worked my ass off and you know, they built that up and sold it and at that time we were just kind of collaborating goal zero we wanted to do something different um, get engaged this was a crafting business it was nothing what we did <laughs> all the time but um, so we wanted to make something more in that outdoor space and we wanted to do some more good in the world create stuff that actually impacted the world a little more and focus on needs of what people need Teddy Roosevelt, right? Carry a big stick and speak quietly or something like that. <laughs> um, anyway, so my dad ended up in the Congo, found some big needs out there. We, we know entrepreneurship. We thought, how do we help people through industry to create business to get their own livelihood? Instead of this whole love them and leave them, I mean, they're all good things. But the biggest issues in the world is like we go out there, we feel good about giving something, and then they they're not set up for success all that they you just set up this little dangling hope right where mm -hmm. we identified there's five or six basic human needs worldwide you know and that really comes down to is uh as in congo's where it lit up to us is you know power uh shelter food water um education and community um those are essential things that any any background, any country, any whatever, those are things that anyone can relate to and has to have. And so if we can start focusing on those first, that's kind of where it is. So we wanted to create products around that, and that's where Goal Zero was born. Um, so we started bringing solar, you know, easy access, very easy to use, low maintenance uh, power products because that's the number one thing for education goes up. Um Un, unplanned pregnancy goes down. I mean, it's amazing the types of things that happen just by adding light to people's lives. Wow. Um, so that then we started saying, okay, how do you fund this type of a thing? And we started saying, hey, I'm going to make products that are relevant to what we call the richest of rich and 
but needed and accessible to the poorest of poor. Nice. And so that's really, uh, that's what really drove it. And we find the market and the, that's where we are every day. We got to make money. You know, you, you got to bring in an income if you want to be able to do these kind of things. Otherwise yeah. it just burns out and you feel good about yourself, but how do you sustain that? And so instead of us trying to go out and raise money, for our own endeavors to make us feel good about ourselves. Let's make an industry that can help support that so that we can do those things that we love. So you're the Robin Hood of outdoor entrepreneurship. Right? <laughs> That's it, the plan. It, it seems like your perspective, <laughs> and I think this was probably early in this process, but the, your perspective, your, your business perspective is very much the perspective that B Corps and certified B Corps are based on, which is both being financially responsible and, and making money as well as supporting yeah. a community. So Bare Bones, speaking of B Corps, oh. uh, Bare Bones, which is our other company that we just are building up now, is a, is a B Corps certified company. We felt like that was important for right now. And it's interesting to see how that's all working. But, you know, we're going down that road. But from what I understand, like, we're one of the few B Corps outdoor uh, companies right now. And I think their intentions are good, yeah. you know, what they're trying to do. And so we were, we're trying to support that. And it seems to me with that perspective that, I mean, any, any uh, company that's trying to establish itself, any company that has this like worthwhile brand purpose has a constituency that they're trying to do something bigger and better than just the products that they're Absolutely. providing. Um, and so you have a responsibility to those individuals, those communities. And community, I think you said, is a really community important. community is a key thing for it because like in a, a community can be your family, it can be your coworkers, it can be your neighbor, it doesn't matter, but you've got to have a community to rally around, you know? Like otherwise, what's the purpose? So that's, I think, and, and I like I said, I don't, there's very few nomadic people in this world that don't long to have some sort of, you know, community, you know, come, people at least they, to come back to. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that's important. And uh, those are the people that we have to help the most. So when you were building Gold Zero products, um, I mean, when you're when you have a company that's building a product, you have a customer in mind, you feel like you have a sense of responsibility for what you're providing them. Given your perspective, think about the Congo, think about even those just those little plaques that you have in the bare bones tents that talk about its purpose. Mm -hmm. Seems to me like you have a higher order responsibility in mind mm -hmm. to the people you're serving. Um, absolutely. Um, because, you know, you, like I said, I think it's like you have to be authentic to it. People have to believe you. And I think that a lot of people like don't get caught up on making sure that you have a message that is good because that's important to be like get it it's trendy you got to have some cause you've got to have some thing that you're giving back to which is great but don't worry about that so much just do things you care about and make sure that those are those priorities and and then it like we always say you do good you get good yeah. and don't worry about it you know do the things you're passionate about some you know you're, you can't save the world you can't do everything just make sure it's something that you're passionate about. And Wait, you can't save the world? <laughs> well, I mean, I can. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, th I think that's a very, I think that's a very interesting perspective because I think that individually we can't save the world. No. But if we go back to your comments about community, we're all part of the puzzle pieces it, of the community people who are trying to save the world. And I think we've gone through a loss of that just. To, we're like, especially in even the U.S. because that's where we are. But other other developed countries too is, we got so caught up in this vast world that's so fast, and we're so caught up in like who's the president and who's in charge of the. It's like, dude. 
does that matter? You know, like, where does it really matter that you can affect? And it's your community, and it'll trickle up. And I think that's where you're the more powerful message of ability. We lost community conversations because we don't really know who we are. And um, I think you need to engage more. Absolutely. Yeah. And engage in your relationships and and quit Quit being dicks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, like, stop being dicks. Don't be a dick. <laughs> yeah, don't be a dick. But I think that you endeavored to be part of the founding of two companies that were part of part of the solution mm -hmm. to help communities in need. Uh -huh. You take a look at Goal Zero, you, you were addressing the power problem. Yep. You take a look at Bare Bones, you were addressing the housing. Shelter and actually and food. food. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Both, um, and so you you do more than what normal people would do, and you know most normal people think about helping. Yeah, most entrepreneurs think about helping one part yeah. of the puzzle. You uh, have a personal purpose of really addressing multiple parts. Yeah, how do you share, and how do you, and it doesn't just have to be third world countries. We do all sorts of things. It's about. You know, even down to your employees, you know, we look at as a win for Goal Zero, for example, where we brought people in and they were able to get access to part of the shares of it. And like, you know, we made people some money that normally wouldn't get that opportunity and their careers are now flourishing. Many people even in this event now have come through that Goal Zero platform, have touched pace on it and have launched their careers into that. And I hope that that, that to me is a win and should be something like, again, I don't need to publicize it, but those are the good that you can do that can come back around if you're authentic about it and, you're, yeah. and that's your intention. Well, we see the effect. I mean, there's more people talking about it than, than just you. I think that when you, when you get back brand, purpose, brand purpose, I mean, it, I use brand and then people will think that it's a trite statement, but brand purpose, your why, is not just about how you affect the community outside of your organization, but how you affect the community inside of your organization mm -hmm. by building a culture that's um, driven towards a singular cause. Yeah. And you seem to be really in touch with that. Can you talk more about that? Yeah, but rephrase it for me one more time so I no, can think I just, it through it, a little different. I think that you... It's a lot <clears throat> to handle. <laughs> you seem to be very connected. To, it was wordy, yeah. right? <laughs> you seem to be very connected to what it means to be part of your company's community and what people get out of it beyond money. Uh-huh. And um, it seems to be important to you. It is important to me. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, money is why you're in it. You have to. You have to make, pay your bills. Um, people need to, in order to actually think forward, they have to be able to be taken care of too. So you gotta, you know, you got to have the responsibility to take care of your employees and make sure that you're setting them up for success. And, and those are all things. And, like, again, I think it just comes from... For me, anyway, just how I grew up, you know, that that's the inspiration I learned from my dad. Um, and I, I, I understand I'm in a unique opportunity um, where I was able to have that. And I just, well, you know, I said, you know what, I'm going to fucking rail on this. I'm gonna, sorry, cut that out. <laughs> start that sentence again. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I was going to uh, say is, you know, I'm going to take advantage of this. I love it. And I'm going to go work my butt off, dude. And um. And I, that's just what I've grown up knowing. Yeah. So you've you've moved away from day-to-day -day operations with Bare Bones. Um, you sold Goal Zero to NRG mm -hmm. um, a, a few a couple of years back. Yep, about three or four three, four years back. four years back. Um, you're now off, um, kind of seeing how to apply your 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 unique skill set and your passion to new 
yeah. um, to new um, ventures. Um, can you talk a little bit about what you're, what you're thinking? Yeah. Of you know, uh, some of the, you know, learnings of it is, and like, and I know this is something we're going to really talk heavy on is, uh, you know, I got to a point with bare ones where I could say, okay, I can stand here. I'm running the product development team. Um, we've got a roadmap set up for them for the next two years. I can go and like focus on like, what are the other parts of the business need to be done? You know, cause that's where we are. We've got people in place to do that. Um, where, so now it, maybe it's time for me to take what I've learned and actually take a little more helm of like the next thing that we do, you know? And so like, how do we stay in this, you know, in this space, what we've learned, but uh, adapt to some new opportunities um, and, you know, utilize the marketplace of where it's going so that we can impact people more and, and keep doing what we love, like I said, which is creating product. Mm-hmm. And that's all I want to do is create product get it out to people and move on to the next thing yeah. <laughs> so exactly um, and, and things that, that i want want you know and that's really that's really the part of it the fun of it yeah. so what are you doing now um so we're kind of doing some uh exploration into you know how do we get into more of that direct consumer market um but and how we're engaging in this outdoor space um and just seeing you know, the typical retail, everything like that, it's changing very quickly. Mm-hmm. And um, to the point is, is like we've got bare ones stacked with product. And so we have all these things that are in our pipeline that we want to move. And so um, we have our little company we call NoBox, which is more of kind of our think tank. Mm-hmm. And we do a few different things. One, we'll either just we'll create product out of it and we're going to then push it out to the marketplace. Um, but also partnering with other people now. To where, like, because what one of the things we're finding is there's a lot of really good ideas. People don't know where to take it. It's not that they're necessarily lazy or whatever. They just don't know. Mm-hmm. And I have a unique opportunity of knowing how to create, get an idea to a real thing. That's what I'm good at. It's a hell of a skill, my man. <laughs> yeah, I you love know. your idea. Your the name of your uh, company or your your think tank as being no box. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people who have ideas have this idea of it being a black box and yep. they have no idea how to get it to work. It's a black box yeah. or like the whole saying was like, oh, you got to think out of the box. It's like, there's no box. There is no <laughs> box. <laughs> there's no box. Let's make it transparent. Yeah. Yeah, don't yeah. be dicks. There yeah. is no box. <laughs> don't be a dick. Yeah. No box. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Hey, Eric Workman, um, I really, really love your approach and I find it very inspiring and, uh, and I think it's super... Um, Unique the fact that, you know, when you tackle entrepreneurship, like what you're looking at, it's, it's amazing that you come from a family perspective mm-hmm. and that the way that you approach forward definitely carries those family undertones with you because you're looking at bigger picture. I think what a lot of people could learn, you know, everyone is so busy singularly trying to launch that singular project. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, once they, you know, reach that fever pitch and that momentum, they can then do greater good. But I still think that it would be very worthwhile folk taking, you know, you know, following your lead and taking a leaf out of your book and really kind of like always considering the bigger picture, always considering like what ripples of positive change can we really look to make at every step and every turn? What are you excited about um, in the outdoor space uh, and uh, in, in the years to come about projects that really can touch everything? Mm-hmm. You know, like what, 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 what gets you excited about what's to come? Oh, it, I think it's exactly where we're headed is this ability to, you know, technology is always a double-edged sword. Well, the beauty of it is, is that um, it's easier and easier to get to people, right? Worldwide. Um, it's, it's incredibly easy and how fast it is happening. And, 
you know, we kind of go one way or the, and then we come back to, in a certain way to circle back to where we used to be. We were having this conversation earlier about, you know, as an education, we were educated to, from our parents who were, they worked in a factory, they worked their butts off. Um, they worked hard to get us education so that we wouldn't have to do that. So we don't want those jobs. And then, uh, but then we forgot how to do those things. You know, we lose, lose craftsmanship. We forget how to camp. We forget how to start a fire. We can't change a tire, but oh, you can reprogram my computer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you we're, know? We're, we're soft and, and bizarrely technical. Yeah, very much so. And so as that ability to interact gets more available, I, where I see it is that now you're starting to, there's access to better craftsman abilities and edu- education now. So you're starting to see that come back and now smaller, Operations can reach larger audiences. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. using the, using technology, using to magnify. the technology to magnify that. And so now, instead of like you're trying to, you're like, oh, I make a really cool chair out of my new wood shop. I love it. I'm gonna go hawk it at the local farmer market. Or if I get the technology mixed into that, I don't need to go and try and pull from a thousand people and try to sling ten of them. I have one point or 7.6 billion you know whatever the population is anymore Mm -hmm. uh, people that you can get that out to and you don't have to worry so much about penetrating a big like if i can make a few hundred chairs now through a much broader market where distribution's better where the interactions available then you know there's be an interesting you're seeing knife making happening and some of these crafts coming back uh gardening is coming back um you know people want to have those things i think we've always wanted them but uh I think there's been a, people have always questioned the financial model. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in during the digital interim phase, people question the financial model. Is the market big enough? Right. Uh, and if so we're able big. to magnify <laughs> that market or, or condense that market uh, through technology and mm-hmm. through, you know, we just talked with <clears throat> Adam from Foghorn, Foghorn Labs about connecting companies with customers mm-hmm. and this kind of trite idea of the long tail. But what it's really saying is, your market's as big as you want to make it. There's seven, eight billion people on the planet. Can you reach them with your unique, your own unique perspective, so that you actually do have a market? And are you, you capable of understanding that just because you think it's awesome, that other people want it? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like you have something that you brought to the table. You're sure you got it, but you've yeah. got to also be willing to say, okay, if I want to actually make anything of this, I've got to be willing to broaden out of my comfort zone and if it's not me doing that I need that's yeah. where I start talking about is like then you need to start bringing those people that you trust that you can then have you fill those things out or if you're happy just making a chair a day and and life's good good on you man yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, like make it a chair worth making yeah but make it exactly. a damn good chair yeah. you know but um but I just feel like you can there's ways like you can impact like I said impact people you hope you can bring more people into that success when you do that and by raise training, raising more people, then, then you build that credibility and, and exactly. it just gets easier. But it comes down to working hard, right? And yeah, that's how no. you build that, uh, those relationships. I wouldn't be able to start these things up that I'm kind of taking the helm of if I hadn't worked my ass off with my dad and actually like built that credibility. And now I can utilize, you know, 30 years of, 
of good solid foundation that's been put in place to For really sure. do stuff and help people yeah. you know, which great. is fun and that's the workman legacy right you work hard you push you push real entrepreneurship and you look at bigger picture goals and what we're really talking about here is is the evolution of industry right mm -hmm. and, and how you can use that to really permeate every level of culture every level of community you know every level of society whereby everybody can raise up and move forward absolutely I think that's a beautiful thing and yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah we could all do a lot and to learn don't be a dick again for the love of God don't be a dick right I mean come on guys we've been we've been I don't you don't have to record this but we've been slinging around this doll idea it's like hey what's our give back it's like alright we're gonna do a new non-profit that's gonna be about don't being a, not being a dick awareness yeah. <laughs> like it's sometimes true, people uh, need to laugh you know like we're bringing this dawn it's just uh, like you I know you get interesting perspectives most people are like oh that's funny and everything but then you get some people like oh gross don't touch me like they're so offended it's like dude lighten up <laughs> think about your effect on your environment and the people around you yeah, yeah like can, yeah. can we not i mean like and that's what my message for this that little side project is really about is um we find when we get into small conversations and meet people, like we, a lot of times we make this assumption that, you know, this guy is a dick because, you know, that situation. But when you actually sit down and talk with them or in a group setting, most people are pretty cool and we all get yeah. along and yeah. a lot. We see eye to eye more than we think we don't we right. do it's you know what i mean and so like why do we put up those walls of like oh i hate you now you know it's like come on dude you just you're, it's your perspective sometimes you have to get face <laughs> to face to see eye to eye absolutely and that's the scary thing to me about technology is that we have to be careful about losing that face to face because people can be a totally different person behind a screen yeah yeah <laughs> and so true and yeah. and it's like man up woman up whatever Get in front of people's faces and like you want to be that person. See how far get that gets yeah. you. That's right. That's why you got to get them into the forest. Into yeah, the redwoods. Yeah, and get Eric, out the redwoods. And, and Eric is a real person. Absolutely. I, I've talked to you through the screen. Yep. And now in person. There we go. And uh, you are verified real yeah. human being. Real. Yep. I'm here. Yeah. Nice. Very good. Eric, thank you so much for joining yeah, us. Happy to. What a treat, Marcus. Thank you. Thank you very much, Eric.